We waited till it, yeah, till it uh, came on TV, and my uh, my mate taped it, and we we wore out the tape. Yeah, we watched it that much. This is totally obsessed with Dan Deboe, talking to interesting people about that interesting thing that interests them. Welcome to this week's Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof. It's me, Dan DeBoof, and this is my podcast where I talk to interesting people about that one thing they're dying to talk about. And when I asked my latest guest what they're dying to talk about, well, Nick gave me a bit of a broad one. He said, I can talk about any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And I replied, great. Pick one, the one you're most dying to talk about. And he said, Predator. Now, despite being a child of 1985, I have not seen the movie Predator. I didn't grow up on it, so this was a bit of a learning experience for me. If you haven't seen the movie, I trust you will enjoy this podcast because the backstage story of this movie or behind the scenes is just as fascinating as the movie itself. There are no spoilers but uh, you will emerge from this podcast with a desperate need to watch this movie instantly. Nick is a comedian. You can see him at the Sydney Comedy Festival. His show is called Pig in the City. It's at the Factory Theatre starting from the 16th of May. It is about uh, him being a country kid and living in the city and that sort of seeps into this podcast as well. He paints a great picture of growing up and discovering this movie through his brother and his friend and wearing down the VHS watching it. But also the fact that this movie was made in what sort of sounds a bit like a golden age of action movies. And if you think back, it probably was. And Nick has delved deep on that age and on those movies and especially Predator itself and gone behind the scenes. He's got anecdotes up the bloody wazoo about this movie and also we have a bit of a chat about how these movies of the 80s and 90s were how we learnt about the world as young boys growing up uh, and and how that shaped us because some of the stuff in them I don't know if you look back or you think about it you kind of go oh that's a bit off that's a bit off color that probably wouldn't fly by today's standards but it's the sort of cauldron or the furnace in which our minds were forged. So, this is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof. If you want to listen to a different podcast, you can listen to Phone Hacks, which is Nick Kappa's podcast with Mike Goldstein. Check that one out straight after you check this one out because once you enter the world of Nick Kappa's obsession, you won't want to leave. This is Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBoof, and this is Nick Kappa Obsessed with Predator. Um, well, first of all, welcome, Nick. Thanks for coming on. What are you obsessed with? Uh, I am obsessed with the making of the movie Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Not the movie Predator, the making of. Well, I'm obsessed with the movie as well. I am obsessed. Um, yeah, I, I am totally obsessed with the way these kind of old movies get made and things like that. You know, like the, 
The Robocop one was interesting as well, but Predator was far more, far oh. more interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I haven't actually seen Predator. Oh, what? I haven't seen Alien versus Predator. I know the Predator is like a monster with like a, like a Robocop suit, but dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. How old are you? I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm 34. 34? I know, you seen I know. Predator. It's a real, like, oh. it's almost like, how did you sleep on that, man? How I did know. you miss that? Yeah, I only watched the first one, though. The Alien vs. Predator kind of franchise, that's when it all, yeah, no good. No okay. Good. Predator 2, I haven't seen it in ages, but I don't think it's any good. But uh, Predator, the first one is amazing. It's a masterpiece. I'll, I'll watch it on a yearly basis. Okay. Or probably every three to six months, because it's the only movie that... I kind of forget to put in my trash on my laptop to clear up space. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, oh, when I'm on a plane and the thing shuts down or whatever, I'm like, okay, time to wheel you back out. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's, it's still good every time. The day the internet dies and it'll just be like, because everyone got a copy of The Matrix when they first got a DVD player. So that'll be the only movie we ever watch because everything else is stored in the cloud. Oh, uh, yeah. You yeah. find this old DVD hidden and you go, oh, wow, now we can watch this one thing. It's oh like, man, yeah. It's like your um, bomb shelter movie. Oh yeah, my my parents they they uh, don't they have no interest in television or DVDs or whatever. They're out in the middle of nowhere on a farm, and uh, they don't even have a remote for their TV or DVD player. And uh, they said, "You want to watch a movie?" Last Christmas, and we said, "Yeah." <laughs> Open up the DVD player. It's got Empire Strikes Back, and that was from last Christmas. And it's the only one you can watch yeah. because they can't like. Oh yeah, it. exactly. And the DVD player, the door goes in and out, real, real quick. You can't keep the door open, so you have like ten seconds to change the DVD. Otherwise, <laughs> it goes back in and reloads for yeah. another minute, and then comes back out. Takes like, you with it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, did you say? Did you grow up? Out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, 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 yeah. And was this when you first saw Predator? Yeah, when I was a kid, I, I watched Predator, but I didn't I didn't watch all of it because I hated scary movies. Because oh. out in the country, we had... There was no neighbours or anything, really. There was the, Our nearest neighbours were like a kilometre away or yeah. 500 metres away, probably. So when you slept at night, it was total silence yeah it you was can... like genuine scary yeah exactly so i remember i watched the fly once and i couldn't sleep for a week like that jeff goldblum movie where he turns into a fly that yeah yeah i've tele- seen that one. Oh man halfway through the teleporter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i saw the simpsons version first oh. then i saw the, the <laughs> jeff goldblum which movie. episode is that one of the, one of the treehouse of horrors oh yeah man i'll have to re-watch all those i love the treehouse horrors. anyway we're not talking about that yes. but I, I remember i saw um yeah, I remember I saw a bit of Predator and I, I, I got the guts to watch it, you know, because okay. my, my brother and my best friend talked about it so much. Older and, brother? Uh, younger brother. Two younger years brother. Younger. Yeah. Wow, normally it's the cool older brother who's watching the scary movies and getting the other brother to watch them. Oh, no, yeah. My, my brother, I'm the emotional one of the family. My brother's totally emotionless uh, ever, ever since the day of, yeah, five years old or whatever. He has no emotion. He what, doesn't what talk. What does he do now? Um, he works as some kind of event organizer or something in <laughs> Sydney. I don't know what he does. I'm, I'm like, yeah, he's welcome one of to my the best birthday mates. party. The bouncy castle is over there. <laughs> I'm Stephen Capper. <laughs> he's American for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> he's uh, he's one of those people who only says things when they need to be said, and it, I'm jealous of him because it does draw people to him. So he's kind of he's kind of good in that manner, you know. Okay. But yeah, very. 
Yeah, does not give a shit. I don't think he's ever had any scary dreams or anything. So, And he'd yeah. seen this movie before you, yeah. and so had your best friend. Yeah, yeah. My best friend lived about a kilometre up the road, and he was... My brother's two years younger than it's me. closest and house to your house? You. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, there was one closer. But yeah. the kid there was a loser. Yeah. <laughs> they had no kids. They had oh. little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was Bugsy and Bernie. And uh, yeah, had Where their, are we talking? Uh, near Maury, like out in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere, in a town okay. called Boomai. Wow. Um, but even we were even out of town of Boomai. We were about 20Ks out of Boomai. So. so you'd go to Boomai and laugh at all the city slickers. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we wouldn't laugh at it. It was like the... That was the crazy thing, you know. You'd watch movies like Predator late at night and they'd have ads on the TV for all this stuff going on in Sydney or Tamworth. Yeah. Like Tamworth was like four hours away, but that, that wasn't even a city, just a big town really. But they had all this advertisement. We're like, whoa, I wonder what it's like to go there and just have this stuff readily available. Yeah, or, 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 yeah, when you'd watch Agro's Cartoon Connection or something, you'd be like, whoa, <laughs> yes. imagine living in the city. Like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was wow. awesome. It but, sounds, yeah, it sounds genuinely isolated. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. But I think that's what was really cool about movies like, uh, you know, Predator. Or t- I remember we went up to near Newcastle once when my grandma stayed and we were able to rent Terminator 2. And yep. that, that was like a real big deal for us. You know, we just thought it was the best thing ever. We bought all the toys, everything. It was, it was going to the big city. It was amazing, you know. Yeah, this is the environment that you grew up in, and so your your mate and your brother talking about this movie. Yeah, did you watch it? Did you like? I mean, how did you get your hands on this thing? Did you have to wait until it was on TV, or did you go to a video store? Did they have one? Well, we we waited till yeah till it uh, came on TV, and my uh, my mate taped it, and we we wore out the tape. Yeah, we watched it that much. Once once I wasn't. Predator wasn't that scary. It was more, it was more. Uh, like when I was a kid, it was it was just more the um, the action and the you know the, the the blood, the gore, yeah, that was in it that I thought would be scary, but it wasn't scary to me. You know, All it right. wasn't scary like the fly, where it was like body horror. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call it, eh? That genre, the body horror genre. Yeah, just like the more goop yeah. and like yeah. mess that there is involved, the better the movie is, apparently. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. And so, like, are we talking like a sleepover vibe? Like, yeah, movie, like staying up, like, yep, yep. We we uh, waited till it was on TV, taped it, and then we'd watch it in the afternoons, and we just didn't have anything to do. Uh, and it, and it was totally amazing. You know, it had uh, Carl Weathers in it. And, Great. Um, who I again, who I only know from Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. He had another movie that we watched that my my parents put in there. You know, they'd rent movies for us, but then they'd also rent movies for them that we weren't allowed to watch. Oh. And one was called Action Jackson. And it was meant to be Carl Weathers kind of... He's hey, sort of... He's standout one. Yeah, getting out of the... Oh, stepping into the spotlight. Exactly, yeah. He'd been in, you know, Rocky and stuff. He was always the good sidekick. He was great in Predator. And now they're like, okay, give him his big role. And that's one of the reasons they cast him in, in Predator. Was because uh, when you watch the making of it, he was one of the only formidable opponent, opponents of Arnie. He was physically. Yeah. They needed like a physically, uh, what is it? Intimidating cast, like, and that would look good besides Arnie, because they wanted it like a, a a magnificent seven type wild bunch type movie, like a team of because they've they've got this this the, for those who don't know, for you don't know, uh, the predator. It's this alien yeah. that lands in the jungle, and um, 
this team is sent into the jungles uh, of of Mexico, I think, uh, and they they're meant to pick up these hostages and get out because this other team goes missing, but because they're going across the border, they have no backup from the army. Man, already I I want to see the movie. Yeah, it's an incredible Just from movie. That. Like that's it's it's all the pieces you need put in place for a mm. great movie now. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. So Arnie's team is the best team. You know, they yeah. they they're the ones who do the dirty work. They send them in, and it, I I took it for granted when I watched it as a kid, but it wasn't until later on when I watched it again. And a lot of these action movies from this genre is because I think in the old times, um, action movies were seen still as art. They still mm. had this artistic. They were seen as popcorn movies, but they also had this artistic uh, side to them that they don't put in them now. You, you either kind of have Fast and the Furious, or I don't know, um, what's it? What's or or an art house action movie oh, like, yeah, like Drive or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you, 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 where it knows it's taking the piss, but these guys kind of didn't know they were taking the piss. They were like, "I want to make art," you know, like they had that. Uh, what is it? That Dutch guy who who directed RoboCop, and he to him RoboCop was meant to be a symbol for Jesus. Yeah, that's why he walks on water <laughs> at the end, and that's why they shoot him in his hands and his head and his arms. You know, which is also a great making of. But the Predator one's more interesting. But yeah, it's about this team that goes across the border to yeah. Anyway, they 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 run into this alien um, that can see in infrared vision and can turn invisible. Uh, and has these big yeah dreadlocks like a Jamaican kind of warlord that yeah. it was based on. Yeah, that's yeah that again that's the only image I have in my head. It's basically RoboCop with dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's got this laser thing, and yeah, it's incredible. It's and the 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 making of it is so cool because they had to shoot it in the jungle, I think in Guatemala or somewhere, but the jungle was too thick, so they had to cut back bits of the jungle to kind of get the ideal shot because the jungle was so thick that they they said that there's not even still ground like, like no one flat. no one did the the sort of recce beforehand you know like the locations yeah it's like no <laughs> one went in they just got some people went you know what if there's jungle there we'll be fine let's just get there and shoot it oh yeah man yeah well as you can tell uh so far i, I watch all the makings mm. of these movies i, I love it because i i just love I don't know, now everything's so formalised and stuff. Yeah. It's cool to go back and go, oh man, they broke all the rules back then. They just were like, who is cares? This, is this kind of what something like Tropic Thunder is based on? Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. And you got got uh, Carl Weathers in it and he's so psyched up about it. He's like, I walked into the office in Hollywood. This producer says, hey, uh, I got a movie for you. Like they always do. Like what they've been telling me for 20 years. He goes, you're going to be in the jungle Action. I'm going to put you in a boxing movie first, but then you're going to be an action movie star. He goes, I'm sitting on a chair, and there's not even flat ground. Uh, they have to soar off the legs of the chair, so I'm sitting straight. It's crazy. There's there's spiders. I'm jumping out of helicopters. You know, it's it's great. You know, it's really cool. And then they also put this wrestler in it called Jesse Ventura. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. As in the guy who went on to be the mayor of California? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he... So he's crazy. He's huge, right? And it's cool hearing about all the antics of the guys behind the scenes because you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. who's massive. You've got Carl Weathers, who's massive. Uh, and you've got Jesse Ventura, who's absolutely humongous. And you've got this other guy, this... Uh, I forget his name. Um, he's, he's like a real big black guy that was in... Uh, he was, he was 
in a scene with Arnie in Commando. Where oh. he's, like, he's like, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Anyway, he's in it as well. Um, and uh, they're all big guys, but they didn't want to know that each one was going to the gym. They want Carl Weathers said that he wanted to rock up on set looking like he had that gym pump, but he didn't want them to know he had a gym pump. So he'd get up at 4.30 in the morning, go to the gym, hit it real hard, and then he would see Arnie and stuff go in there, and then he'd walk in and go, oh, you boys are working hard. No, nah, I might skip today or whatever. Wow. <laughs> and then he'd wait, he'd wait for him to leave. He'd have a coffee and then he'd go in again. This is like something out of Oscar Wilde where yeah. they're just like moving between the drawing rooms like, oh, <laughs> wow, okay. Um, when I when I said to you, you know, yeah. what do you want to talk about? And you said, I can talk about any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And I said, mm. okay, pick one. Mm. And you mm. chose this one. Mm. What makes this better than other stuff that Arnie has done? I think... What makes this better is Arnold is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like he's kind of like Tom Cruise in that. I mean, he doesn't have Tom Cruise's range at all, but he's a good puppet. How actor. very dare you? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, yeah, he doesn't have um, he doesn't have uh, Tom Cruise's range, but he's a good. They're both kind of puppet actors. You can just put them there, and they just do what they're told. And they, they bring something a little bit bigger to the role, but basically they just do what you tell them. And I think this is, besides the Terminator, this is the best one. And and it also brings out his character a lot as well. I think this is his best acting. Yeah. Okay. Better than True Lies. Ooh, True Lies he was very good in, actually. Well, because he, he was wasn't funny. like, yeah, he yeah. was you know, actually playing a real person. Yeah, but uh, the guy who did this was... Um, he did. His name was John McTiernan, and he did a lot of other action movies as well. I think he did Commando, and he did Die Hard, and things like that. But yeah, I think I think this is what ma- what makes it really good as well is the uh, Arnold's always kicking ass. Yeah, you know, and in this one he kind of gets his ass kicked for most of it. Ah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but I don't want there's, any spoilers about any whether he comes good in the end. I don't want any spoilers. No, there's definitely not much hope at all. When right. you were a kid and you were, you know, you were, as you said, wearing down the VHS, yeah. um, were you like acting it out with on the weekends, like pretending to be Arnie and the Predator? Was it, did you have like all the toys? Oh yeah, man. Yep. We had all the toys. We had, there was a, a twin pack you could buy uh, <laughs> of the Arnold, of uh, Terminator and the Predator. Oh, genius. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm an idiot. That was the Alien and Predator. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah that the would Alien make more and sense. Predator. But we bought we'd buy the um the Terminator two figurines and use them in the Predator environment. Like I because Arnie it's weird, his costume designer. He must have the same one in every film. Always <laughs> sleeveless vest. Yeah, always the, forgets the shirt for some yeah, reason. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you forgot it again. Yeah. Like, oh well Arnie, guess you'll have to go bare chest again. Yeah, yeah. 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 So one action figure <laughs> yeah. is very uh very transferable throughout them. And we love the bit, there's this bit where one of the guys gets his arms blown off. I think it's Carl Weathers gets his arm blown off. Yeah, I think that's the scene they put in um, Arrested Development when they introduced the Carl Weathers character. Yeah, yeah. It just cuts uh, to that. And that's go, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the arm is still shooting. He yes, gets his arm blown yes. off and the arm is still shooting. Oh. And that was, uh, for some reason, a, a pivotal moment in our 
because we're like what you know i think when you're a kid you're interested in how the brain works and how muscles work yeah you know if someone's head comes off what happens if their arm how long do you stay thinking for and yeah yeah yep yeah what are some other like we've got like you know carl weathers getting his arm blown off and still shooting what are some other like iconic moments in this movie um there's there's a they tell there's like some real because they got this uh, this Jesse Ventura guy, which is great. Which I also found out in the behind the scenes that he um he fought in the army. Oh yeah. Okay. So there's there's got the, he's got this giant Gatling gun, this big chain gun, and it's going off. And he's like, yeah, they they gave us some commando to train up with. Oh sorry, all the characters sound the same. <laughs> yeah like, yeah exactly. Uh, he's like they gave me some commando to train up. Uh, to train all the actors up. He goes, I didn't need training. I was in NAM. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in special forces. He's like, I'm holding a Gatling gun and everyone thinks that, man, this guy just knows how to use it. You know, they're taking photos with their cameras, but really their mouths are wide open, you know. So it's got him and he's got this, um, he's chewing this tobacco in the helicopter. And uh, he goes, any, any, of you, uh, any of you guys want some chewing tobacco? It doesn't say it in that, but they, they say, uh, no, no. And he goes, this stuff will turn you into a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh! <laughs> wow. Which is hilarious. That's you know. fantastic. Yeah, so that was a that was a big thing. And then also there's a, it's got this kind of nerdy guy with glasses. And I'll tell you about him uh, him uh, later on or whenever next. Uh, <laughs> he He's kind of the smallest guy of the pack. And I found out why in the making. I was like, why is this guy there? He was like a script editor on Die Hard and all that kind of stuff. Like, a, And they wanted a second draft of the film. And they said, will you do a second draft of the film? And he said, no, I'm not going to touch this. It's a piece of shit. And they said, How? They said, fuck it, you know what we'll do? We'll fly him down as an actor. Put him in the film. So this is what they did in those days. They just did wow. this shit. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. So, so we'll fly him down as an actor. We'll put him in the film. He won't say no to that because he's starring along Arnie and stuff. And then we'll get him to draft a film because the studio wanted they, they wanted him down there because they didn't trust the producer. They didn't trust this John McTiernan guy. Yeah. They needed a action because it was like a spec script, as they call it. So it was, a, they didn't, you know, they wanted someone who'd done a blockbuster to look yeah, over Yeah, all right. So they went down there, didn't, didn't get his opinion once. And yeah, he acted really good in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. yeah, I mean, you hear these stories of like, you know, back in the day in showbiz, mm. like, yeah, you know, we could just, we could just throw a, a film crew down in the jungle, chop down some trees and have a good time. Or yeah, we could yeah. just fly this guy down and stick him in the movie, whatever. Like, do you think, are we just sitting here with rose colored glasses going like, oh, it was so cool back in the day. Anything was possible. Now everything's so lame. I mean, I'm sure back then they were like, oh, I wish we'd be making movies back in the sixties. Yeah, or I was think, it the golden age? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I think I think uh, everything's always glamorized. Mm. Like you know, you've got that uh, that. Do- have you seen that documentary? Not quite Hollywood. No, what's that one? Oh, it's great. It's a about Australian cinema, how it was oh. um, very sensitized for a long time, and then in the seventies they lift the censorship. So then the Australian film industry just went crazy, and that's where Mad Max and all those oh, dead end drive okay. in, all those kind of slock horror. Um, what's that one uh, where he fights the kangaroo? Um, it's yeah, it just shows you how crazy it was. Like Mad Max, uh, I think George Miller was working as an ambulance 
uh, driver then, and a paramedic, oh. and he saved up all his money to make Mad Max. But they just said that, yeah, there were no rules back then. If you, if you, if if you're a family eating a picnic in the scene, and then a car was driving towards you, you just got out of the way, and it would, <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, or you just ride a motorbike off the cliff, and then a dude did like four front somersaults you know, into the water or off the cliff and, you know, broke some of his bones. But they go, no, he was right. He was back there the next day riding a motorbike. Well, you that's know? the other thing as well. I don't think everyone was dying left, right and centre. Otherwise, yeah. someone would have stepped in. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Um, but, yeah, to to get... Back, the, the bloke, they flew to the... to the Who was meant to look over the draft, the script editor or whatever. Got, oh, yeah, got yeah, him yeah. to act in it. He tells these jokes to the... Uh, to the uh, other guy, I think his name is Sonny, the actor's name. He's like this big Indian guy. Okay. Uh, Sonny John or something like that. And uh, he's a real big dude and he tells him a joke. And when we were kids, we loved the jokes. He's like, he's like, um, do you know why your mum's pussy is so big or something? <laughs> and he goes, because when I said hello, hello, hello. Like that's the echo, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the predator retells this joke because he's got it on record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And then he's and, and then the uh, the sunny guy laughs, and that was because we'd never heard, you know, the word pussy or whatever. You know, we never heard that kind of stuff. So that was seminal in our, yeah, just because it had just all these. I don't know. I think back then also, like you can watch Fast and the Furious or whatever, but you're not attached to the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. these guys, you're all, you're attached to the characters. But also, you spend like as you said, you spend a lot more time with these movies because they were so much more rare. Like these days, yeah. you know, there's literally thousands of movies trying to jump out of my Netflix into my TV screen, like vying for my attention. Whereas like back in the day, that would be the one VHS that you had. Yeah, and you would watch it and rewatch it, and even if it was because it's just the same plot over and over again, but it it's almost like it gets drilled into your head like some weird sort of military induction or something. Like you get the same movie just hitting you again and again and again, and then yeah, I mean, how can you not fall in love with it? Oh yeah, and that's that's some, but this, they've kind of managed to hit the money lately, I think, because more funding or whatever due to Netflix, and sometimes you you get you'll get a good one every now and then, like the Ant Man series, like Ant Man and the Wasp. I very good. I I love those films because the characters are so good. You know, really, you care about all the characters. Um, but Michael Douglas is totally amazing. Mm. You know, of course, you got Paul uh, Rudd, Paul Rudd, uh, who's so funny. Um, and then same with the the narco series. I got yeah. into those because I I love the characters and, and it's all done well. It seems to be done with a a lot of it's you know obviously not true, even though it's based on a true story. A <laughs> yeah, lot of it's like yeah. whoa that happened, and yeah. they're kind of getting stupider and stupider as they go along. But I still like it. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm still like because I care about the characters, and I think that's very rare in an action. And there's Actually, probably no. less homophobic slurs these days oh, as well. Oh, yes. It's <laughs> you know? very, very comfortable to watch. <laughs> you kind of, you, you understand where toxic masculinity came from when you go back and watch the stuff from the 90s and oh, you go, terrible. you just go, oh, that's why like we're all horrible. Oh. It's because that's what we were brought up on over and over again. So let we're only now we're getting that out of our system. Big pussy. Yeah, yeah, all exactly. All that kind of shit. There's like one girl in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, she's, she's like a hostage or something, but like... <laughs> and she's a sexy hostage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep, yep. And um, 
yeah, she needs the help of all the men. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a lot of those roles were back then. You only had Ripley and the Aliens. Was yeah. The only, which was such was a huge. rarity. Yeah, yeah. So rare. Um, but yeah, no, that was cool. The, the, what, but what makes the making of it so cool is um, I first stumbled on the making of The Predator when someone had told me, they said, you should see the original costume that they were going to use in The Predator. Yeah. So they they went in the jungle. They'd been training for eight weeks with a real commando, and they'd shot a lot of the stuff. But they they needed back then they just had a dude who ran around in a red suit. Yeah, because there were no shots of the predator yet because he was invisible. Ah, uh, okay. So they just shot though a lot of those shots, and what made the whole film special was this huge fuck up was that they were waiting on the costume, waiting and waiting and waiting on the costume. And then the costume arrives, and it looks fucking horrible. It looks like a cartoon. It doesn't look threatening at all. Oh. It looks like, um, you know when the Power Rangers, did you used to watch the Power yeah. Rangers? How they had the villain, and that was just a big yeah. dude in a costume? Yeah. It looked like that. Oh, so, man. So imagine like a, you know, a crazy hardcore action movie, and then you yeah. got this cartoonish kind of and it wasn't that tall and John Claude Van Damme was meant to be they told him you're going to be starring alongside Arnie he's a martial arts guy this is his breakout film he gets there he fucking hates it and then he realizes he's going to be in a costume and of course i think he was shorter than Arnie so he doesn't even stand over him because this is the predator this is because they wanted to make a film about something could, that could hunt the ultimate prey, and that's man. Yeah. But what if you could hunt the ultimate man prey, which is a command, you know, which is yeah, a, a yeah. squad of, of, of men that are built to kill, you know? So they open up the box and they say, this costume isn't going to work. So they have to put a halt on all the production. And then it's this is the weirdest story ever. Arnie says, I know a guy who can make a better costume. Oh. So he calls... I think a guy, I think his name is John Silverman or something. Okay. And he did the costumes for Terminator, uh. the Terminator series. So he calls up him and he's about to get on a plane and he goes, mate, we need a costume for the Predator, you know. So he goes, yeah, no worries. Uh, I'll say hi to James Cameron, who's with at the time. And they're on a flight to Japan. And John Silverman, this guy, he was obsessed with Jamaican warlords at the time. Ah, oh, okay. So he starts sketching these Jamaican warlord-like costumes. And then James Cameron looks at him sketching and he goes, you never see anything with jowls these days, like jowls, uh, yeah. like mandibles. Yeah. You never see anything with that. You know, he goes, it'd be cool to see a monster with that. And then he goes, oh, yeah. And then just kind of turns just away. combines it, yeah. Yeah, and then he, he, he drew the costume. Yeah, and then he realized how tall Arnie was, so he realized he needed a tall person. So he got the guy who is in that sh that family show, Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, yeah, the the like our housemate is Bigfoot, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this guy was seven feet tall, and so they made the costume for him. So he stood over Arnie. Wow. Yeah, and he was an experienced actor as well, so he could. So, what happened to Jean-Claude Van Damme? I, know, I forget. I, I, I took a quick brush up on the... There's two different making-ofs. Ah, uh, okay. And it's got... 
It's got John Cole Van Tam and he's very angry about the Okay, whole thing. so yeah, join yeah. the dots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's so it's a great story. And then because they they ran out of money, they I don't know, I think they'd spent twelve million or something already, you know? And then the studio saw what they'd made already and they were like, All right, we'll put the extra I think it came to eighteen million it cost them, which was nothing which is nothing now. In the I think scheme the, the yeah, yeah. movie back then is fifty million or something. Yeah, but this one was eighteen million. Yeah, yeah. So they they were happy to to put up this money and they saw what, and then it became yeah. They um, I think it was great on opening weekend, like it was a big blockbuster, but I don't think it did that well. I think they broke even. Wow, it's such an all star cast as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, that's why I love the film so much because yeah, rewatching it again, knowing the the hardships they went through and. And knowing that, uh, yeah, all these funny stuff, like Arnie would always play mind games or play tricks on the... So what he did to Jesse Ventura, he he, he um, told the, uh, the costume designer to change the tape to measure his biceps. So he measured, the, he measured Je- Jesse Ventura's biceps and he goes, um, oh, you know, you've got bigger arms than Arnold. He goes, Arnold's this many inches, whereas your biceps are this many inches, right? And so they're in the gym together, working out, and then Jesse goes, oh, Arnold, you know what we should do? We should measure arms. And of course, yeah, "Yeah, no worries. And so embarrasses himself because they're three inches smaller than (laughs) Arnold's. It sounds like the ultimate bro weekend. Man, it does. Let's just go to Mexico and just work out and hang shit on each other. (laughs) Man, it's so crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and the film studio pays for it all. Oh, man, yeah. And if there's some guy they want to get in the movie, they can just call him and he'll come. Oh, and my mate can do the costumes. Great. Get him on in as well. Give him a call. Yeah, yeah. It's it's totally amazing. The story is, uh, yeah, it's the best thing I've ever heard. And the movie is also brilliant, which is almost a bonus now. Yeah, yeah, I watch it and it gets better and better every time. Like, it's really cool because, yeah, it is this wild bunch kind of thing. Like, when they pull up in the helicopter, you just don't see this shit anymore where, you know, one of the guys gets out in a big red suit. You know, the other guy gets out in a bloody kind of like a cowboy style suit you know and uh yeah. character established yeah like. yeah exactly yeah it's real cool you know you, you don't see that kind of stuff yeah. look i'm definitely gonna check it out like yeah i, I it's weird that i mean I, you know i've seen terminator and and robocop and all these things so you know you, everyone's got to miss one yeah and i guess this is the one that i missed but you have um given me sufficient like you fanned my flame enough now that it's burning strong it is, man. It is. I I can't tell you how much I love. And and one day it's it's my it's my uh, vision to make a make a film like it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would love to make a action film. How are you um, taking the first steps on this vision? Uh, I've I've done a draft. Yeah, I've done a draft. No. Yeah, yeah. Like a short film, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I don't I don't know how I get funny. I've got no idea about things. I've got no money. I don't know what I'd do. Um, but yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. I would definitely love if like in a year or two, I was watching like your action movie. Yeah. And I could go, I remember when it was just his dream. Yeah, I, yeah, man. Yeah, the dream. Oh, <laughs> great. Well, thanks uh, thanks for coming in. No worries, man. Maybe, Thank you. Um, who was the director again? 
Oh, I forget. John McTurnan. You're the John McTurnan of the future. Yes, I am. I'm John McTurnan. Yeah. I'll fly, fly you down, man. Go, yeah, 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 we needed a guy who was like expert on sound and stuff. And we yeah. were like, well, put him in the movie. I could come in and just be the wisecracking yeah, guy yeah, on the yeah. side. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Totally Obsessed with Dan DeBooth is pretty much made entirely by me, Dan DeBooth, except for the music, which is by Caleb Garfinkel, and the artwork, which is by David Ferrier and Joe Kutri.